I'm willing to say that almost every single equestrian out there makes use of artificial aids at some point or another in their communication with their horse. And yet, as equestrians, we have sometimes almost demonized artificial aids. Well, today I want to talk about artificial aids, how they can be useful in your training of your horse and how to use them correctly. Okay, let's dive in. Hey there and welcome to the Daily Strides podcast. My name is Lorna Leeson. I'm an equestrian trainer and coach and I've been helping riders for 10 years now online to train their horses, to have better conversations, to understand each other a little bit more so that they can make progress together. Okay, and a big part of that training comes down to being able to communicate to your horse. And of course, if we're talking communication, we're talking aids. And we can, as riders, really and truly divide all of our aids into two different buckets. We can say natural aids and we can say artificial aids. And both, I think, are, first of all, essential in the beginning stages of the conversation. But both are also can be good or bad. They can be used differently by riders. And yet, for some reason, I would say maybe recently, not not recently as in yesterday or the day before, but like, you know, the last couple of years, artificial aids have gotten, ah, I don't know, now, you know, they've been demonized a little bit. Um, and I'm not sure of why that is. I do think that, yes, there have been examples of them not being used responsibly. But I think for all of those examples, you also have the people who are using them responsibly. And today I want to get into a bigger conversation about artificial aids and how you can use them when you are riding and training your horse. Now, throughout this whole conversation, I'm going to be saying the word riding. Of course, I mean also groundwork and lunging and longlining and all of the things you're doing with your horse, okay? But I'm just going to use the word riding to make this a little bit easier and to not have to keep cover ground saying that. So just bear with me on this. So first and foremost, what is an artificial aid? Well, I suppose it's easier to say what it isn't. A natural aid is anything that's part of your body. It's part of you. It's who you are. You know, you can't leave it behind you at the yard, okay? It has to come with you because it's part of you. An artificial aid is anything that's not that, that you're using with your horse. So a bridle and a saddle fall into the whole realm of an artificial aid. And yet as riders, we tend to not see that. But yes, they are an aid. There's something we use to help with the communication of the whole conversation between us and our horse to help us outline expectations, okay? Now, I'm going to take it one step further. I personally think that an artificial aid, while it's definitely not part of us, okay, and it's something we use to communicate with the horse, I think if we're being responsible, the way we want to use our artificial aids when we're working with our horse is to actually if you want, back up or clarify our natural aids, okay? So your artificial aid, yes, it will be there and it will be used, but it's really used to clarify or to back up. And by backing up, I mean to strengthen your natural aids when you're having a conversation with your horse, okay? Um, I think that very often we tend to 
maybe become a little bit lazy about using our natural aids, especially when it's just so easy to whip out an old artificial aid, okay? And we can, yeah, yeah, we, we become lazy. And I think that as riders, if we're going to use artificial aids, okay, and I've already said that bridles and saddles fall into the realm of this, we have to be responsible. And we have to use them in a way that all the time is being led by our natural aids. I think this is really, really important. And this is maybe where over time artificial aids have gotten a bad rap because they have not been used this way. They've been used more just as an easy, quick fix, a gadget, okay? Now, we think of gadgets in riding. I know we all, our, our mind automatically jumps to these certain aids, but how about the people who are using just the everyday artificial aids as gadgets, okay? I think it's really important to understand that we want to, and whether it's possible or not, who knows, okay? But we want to all the time be trying to shift the conversation to the place where our natural aid becomes the the overriding part of the conversation our natural aids are first of all clear enough they are understood well enough and they are strong enough that they that they make up the conversation of their of their own and again you know we may never actually get to that point with our horses many riders won't but it's a nice way to keep thinking about how you can move towards it okay so if we get to the whole why is it used as i said it's often just to back up or to clarify your natural aid so thinking about riding with a crop or a whip in your hand you will always or you should be anyway offering your horse the natural aid first okay so whether it be your leg your seat your voice um your hand whatever okay you're offering the natural aid And then when the horse either does not respond or does not understand, you can back it up by using the correct amount of force and in the correct way, the artificial aid, okay? So a good example of this would be if the horse is ignoring your leg, okay? So the horse is, you've put your leg on, you ask the horse maybe for more energy, you put your leg on and your horse totally ignores you. Your horse is like, okay, whatever. <laughs> and, you, and you've done this all the right way, by the way. You know, you've gotten his attention first, you've done it all right, you've kind of followed the play-by-play rule book as to how to ask your horse to go more forward, okay? And your horse is like, yeah, no, whatever. And then you ask with the natural aid and when your horse ignores it, you back it up with, let's say, a whip, okay? A, a stick. And I hate that word whip. It's just got the wrong word if we could give it a different name it would like I like calling it a pointer okay but obviously you sound a bit ridiculous going around the arena going now now use your pointer and everyone's like what's that okay but the whip just has the wrong name but anyway so if you back it up then I'm going to just use the name whip because that's the name we all know but if you back it up then by just tapping your horse just behind your leg okay but it must be immediate like it must be instant okay after he has ignored the leg you back it up by just pointing tapping saying can I have your attention you see this leg here this was what you were supposed to be focusing on buddy this was the part you missed okay giving him the benefit of the doubt that he did indeed miss it okay it just got lost in the whole conversation and you back it up and then you ask again you offer it again the natural aid the leg in this case, okay, you offer your leg again, and if he still ignores, you can back it up with a little bit more pressure this time, you can give him a bit of a tap, and say, listen, this is it, this is the thing, okay, 
And by doing that, he will very quickly, and I've yet to meet a horse that does not respond to this, he'll very quickly go, oh, that's what you meant with the leg. Okay, I'll just, you only had to ask. I would have done it, okay? And off he goes. Now, what is important is when we're using the artificial aid in that way, we are using it in a responsible manner, meaning we're always, and I cannot stress this enough, we are always offering the natural aid first And then when the natural aid is either ignored or not understood, and I'll talk about misunderstood just now, but when that happens, we then back it up with the correct amount of force, okay, or pressure, we back it up in the correct way with the artificial aid, okay? And we do it in this like really timely format so as the horse understands there is a direct connection between the two things, okay? Like there's no point in five minutes later going, that was my leg, you totally ignored it, okay? (laughs) And then taking out the whip. So that's not going to work. We have to be really responsible with this. Now, if we're talking about clarifying an aid, this can also be used. So if you're asking for your horse, for example, to maybe move over and your horse doesn't understand what you're doing, you could indeed use maybe your stick again, just to give a little tap with your leg and you say over. And of course, you will have done all your groundwork. Your horse will understand all these things. Yeah, we're not just asking something totally random that he's never done before and hasn't a cook and clue what to do, okay? So you want to ask and be responsible. Or you could even like use your rein in that situation. You could put a little bit of pressure, a little neck rein there with the rein. And in the same way, you're using, again, an artificial aid to back up the natural aid. Okay, so it can be both clarifying and it can be corrective as well. Okay, it can be like, listen, you 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 didn't respond to that. I, I want to correct you there. When I do this with my leg, I need you to respond. But then clarifying another way you could use it to clarify would be outside leg back to ask for the canter, for example, and you can give a little tap just with. The, the stick with the outside leg just to say this is what I'm looking for buddy that you see this leg here that's the one to focus on there you go you got it okay so it can be used lots and lots of different ways okay now what is important is that the artificial aid at the end of the day is just a tool okay it does it's neither here nor there it's not good or bad it's not strong or weak it's just a tool. It's how you use the tool, okay, that makes all the difference. It's like the way we could say a lead rope can be used to guide your horse from here to there, or a lead rope could be used to beat your horse, I don't know, just to beat your horse, okay? You could use it either way. Is one more correct than the other? Of course it is. But you get to choose, okay? You always get to choose. Or spurs, for example. A lot of people will demonize spurs. Oh, you use spurs. But if spurs are used correctly and in a way that is just a nudge, which is what it should be, it's just like a stick. It's to say, hey, just listen here. This was the bit you missed. Okay, you missed this point here. Okay, let me clarify this for you. Let me bring your attention here to this leg. And then it's used just in that way. There we go. It is responsibly used. So I think that it's really, really important. I think sometimes riders can get a little ahead of themselves. This is not going to be a very popular opinion, but here we go. Uh, Riders can get a bit ahead of themselves and they can think that they're able to use all the things because they've seen other people use the things and yet they do not have either the knowledge or the control over their own body in order to use that 
thing responsibly. And this again comes down to you being responsible and actually kind of understanding maybe you may have certain limitations. And again, whether those limitations are with regards to how much you know about the thing or with regards to how to use the thing or with regards to how much you can control your body physically, well, they are all questions that you need to ask yourself before you go ahead and bring that artificial aid into the conversation to begin with. Okay, so a couple of different artificial aids that we see used a lot. The first one is the whip, okay? Whips are crops, sticks, okay? I had a kid here years ago, he used to call it the whacker. I was like, okay, the whacker. I'll get you the whacker. Um, by the way, I don't allow the kids to whack the horses, but I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it says more about where he came from than what he was doing here. I have no idea, but there we go. He called it a whacker, okay? Um, but I do think that whips or crops, again, can be used to back up your leg. They can be used to back up your driving aids. I don't think you should ever whip the horse like if you hear you know the whip noise I don't there's probably a special word for that noise I don't know what it is but you know the the whip noise like the whoosh there we go that was a great impression there but you know the noise I'm talking about okay if you hear that noise you're probably not using it right okay so um I think that it's important to use that you can use spurs I've mentioned that before again um usually to back up the driving aids um, and whips and crops and spurs can also be used for straightness and things like that. If you think of a boundary, they're creating a boundary as well. They can definitely help with those as well. Lunging lines can help with the contact, okay? You can use it. it lunging lines, by the way, are not to keep the horse on the circle. Oh my goodness gracious. This is a, a topic recent that I've been talking about um, inside of homeschooling your horse. But um, I think that it's really important to understand that is not what they are for, not their purpose, okay? But lunging lines can be used to help create the contact when we're lunging. Lunging whips are basically there to, again, help to just bring your horse's attention to the fact that your driving aids are asking your horse to go more forward, okay? And then if you think of boundaries or the fence of the arena, many people don't think this is an aid, but, you know, let them loose into just a big open piece of land and they'll find out very quickly how much of an aid the boundary or the fence of the arena is, okay? So um, it's also really important Important and you can use it in your training. And then finally, ground poles. Ground poles can be used, again, like boundaries, and they can help to just strengthen and back up your, maybe your leg aids. If your horse is falling in, you can use a ground pole. Similarly, if your horse is falling out, you can use a ground pole. Um, it can be really helpful for that as well. So there's lots of different ways that you can use artificial aids. And I do think that as riders, we, again, have this responsibility to use them correctly so that they are hopefully helping us to become more clear through our natural aids and maybe for our horse to understand our natural aids a little bit better but also that in time our natural aids become strong enough that we actually don't need the artificial aid going forward and I think that that's really where we want to go and you know you're going to have varying levels of success with that for example, maybe with lunging, you may need the artificial aid of the boundary um, of your arena initially just to get you and your horse understanding things. And then slowly but surely, you won't need it anymore. And you also won't be using your lunge line to keep the horse on the circle. The horse will have learned how to take responsibility for that himself. He will have become stronger himself. But for the most part, when you're beginning, it really does help. So anyway, I am going to leave it there. It was just a conversation I'd had recently with a rider um, 
and I thought, I, I, somebody write, this comes up all the time. I need to just talk about this because it's, it's there, okay? Um, but yeah, I think when we're using them responsibly, and again, always with that kind of thought that my natural aids will eventually become strong enough that I won't need this to clarify or to back up anymore. That is a much more useful way of approaching artificial aids in your riding. Okay, I'm going to leave it there. I would love for you to go over and get, there's a workbook and there is a little kind of a sheet full of inspiring ideas for you and your horse to do over at stridesforsuccess.com forward slash time. You can grab it over there. Okay, have a super one. Keep well, not chatty soon. Be good, bye.